You're listening to a special podcast produced by UMFM 101.5 in partnership with the Winnipeg Folk Festival, running Thursday, July 6th through Sunday, July 9th at Picturesque Birds Hill Park. Winnipeg Folk Festival is a celebration of people and music that has been one of North America's premier outdoor music festivals for over 40 years. I'm Michael Alves, host of Thank God It's Free Range, and this episode spotlights Pierre Quanders. Quanders, the Congolese-born and Montreal-based singer-songwriter, won the Polaris Prize for his album Jose Louis and the Paradox of Love. Quanders will be performing at 7 p.m. on Saturday, July 8th at Big Blue at night. For the full lineup, a complete list of set times, to purchase tickets, and for more information on the Winnipeg Folk Festival, visit winnipegfolkfestival.ca. Winning artist Pierre Quanders coming to the Winnipeg Folk Festival playing Birds Hill Park this July, and he joins us on the phone. How's it going, Pierre? I'm I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Uh, looking forward to seeing you back uh, just outside of Winnipeg. Uh, got to see you on your last uh, stop here at uh, Winterruption, and that was a, a great show. I- I'm curious. You know, that was a club show playing inside. Do you do you find a different energy playing like an outdoor festival? I mean, definitely, you know, uh, people are outside and it's been a long winter, so they're very excited to be outside and uh, get some fresh air and be kind of sort of in nature. And I've, I've never, I don't think I've been to uh, Winnipeg during summer. So this will be a first and I'm, I'm very excited about it. I swear we do have a summer if you've only been here in January. <laughs> well, I'm excited to find out about your summer. Uh, although, I mean, I guess, you know, living in, in Quebec, uh, you know, you get cold winters too. So it's not, uh, it's not unheard of. Can you say that again? I, I was going to say you're, you, you, you li- living in Quebec is no, uh, different in terms of cold winters. So. 
Uh, I mean, especially Montreal, you know, Montreal is pretty much known for a very hard winter, and uh, we've had a, a tough time this uh, this year as well. So it's pretty much cold still right now. So we're hoping to have a, a, a nice summer. No doubt. Now, this program is in part to introduce folks who aren't familiar with your music uh, to it. Um, and, and I'm curious, you know, to kind of talk about, like, your roots in, in music. It's been almost a decade since you released your first full-length record. But yes. when did you first start making music? Well, it's actually when I moved here to Canada. You know, I mean, I remember when I was young, we would be singing in family with my uncles and, and cousins. But it wasn't nothing really serious. But uh, moving... Whoop, sorry? Yeah, hello, sorry. Moving. Yeah, yeah. And mo- moving to Canada, just uh, one day I went to church with my mom. And uh, I was approached by uh, a choir that wanted me to be part of uh, the youth choir at the church, and that's pretty much how we started. So, so church choir first, and so performing other people's music. At what point did you then kind of start writing writing your own material? I think it was around 2011 when I met with uh, uh, some friends that were already like making music here in Montreal, and they sort of invited me to uh, the studio to do some back vocals and i was like yeah sure why not i've never been in a studio before so let me see how it is and i remember that day doing back vocals and also recording kind of sort of my first ever song that i recorded so uh, i think it was just meant to be was there something about the studio and that atmosphere that got you in interested or just like doing the participant was this the stuff for radio radio that you did Yes, uh, I was working back then with Non de Plume, Alexandre Bilodeau, and uh, he invited me to studio. And I think it was just uh, being in studio, you know, being in, in an environment where I felt really comfortable and I could express my way, uh, I could express myself in other ways and maybe in a more comfortable ways, uh, I think. Right. So, uh, speaking of being comfortable, you, you perform in several different languages, uh, obviously French and English, and then Lingala and Chiluba. Uh, is it more comfortable to write or, or perform in one language or particular, or do you find like specific songs or specific ideas are best expressed in different languages? Uh, that's exactly how you said. I think specific ideas and themes are best expressed in some in some other languages, you know. Uh, and I like to do that because uh, I, I think it it creates this different kind of connection with different emotions at the same time. Uh, switching from one language to another. And uh, for me, there is just something beautiful to it. And, and it sounds also beautiful. It sounds differently whenever you want to say something in French or in Lingala. It sounds differently. And musically, it's differently. So it connects with people in a different way. If So as far as like songwriting goes, like will, it, will an idea pop into your head like in Lingala or like in French? And you just kind of have to write it that way. Like, is it does a song start in a specific language? Well, most of the time, what I will do is, like, if I I'm like I have an idea, I will write it down. And when I'm in studio, I try to develop uh, from an idea that I had before. And those ideas can be written in Lingala, French, English, or they can be just words. You know, uh, words in uh, any other language uh, that I, that I, that I'm able to sing to and. I could go from there, and when I hear the the music, uh, uh, hopefully I get inspired with the melody, and 
figure out uh, my way into uh, those words that I've written down prior. So do you kind of shape shape a song lyrically to, to fit the music sometimes? Oh, yeah. Sometimes, yeah. And sometimes I will shape the lyrics. I mean, I, 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 will, I will put my, my, my vocals on, on, a, on a song in a way to have the, the, the composer, the, the producer, to work a little harder and take the song to where I want it to, to be, you know? So kind of coaxing the song along... With, exactly. with the producer what what's your like relationship with like within when it comes to producers and in the studio like do you kind of dictate things or like listen to what they've got and ideas and then kind of like edit them or like like how do you what kind of role do you take and, and what kind of position do you see yourself in I, I like to say that I'm kind of like a maestro like a chef d'orchestre you know I'll, I'll come and I'll take the ideas that, that are already there and if I feel like there's something miss- missing to get me to where I really need to get, then I'll point out the things that need to be changed or things that need to be add on, and just to make me more comfortable. And it's something also that I've just learned uh, through the years. You know, you, we said that we have been my, my first album is almost ten years now. So uh, these are things that I've learned through the years. And some, sometimes I will question myself: in uh, should I change this or should I not? And I just realized with time that, you know, when my guts tell me to, to do something, that I need to do it. And that's what I do also in studio with different producers and stuff. Now, in terms of the, like, references and influences in, in the songs, like, are you, are you working with the producer and talking about, like, kind of stuff that, you know, is of Congolese heritage, of, like, you know, what's contemporary within African sound? Like, how are you kind of coming up with, the, the like sonic palette that you're you're using oh well sometimes i will work with different collaborators in one song you know so i, I would start with someone that i know that is very uh good in something and then i'll be like this song needs like a congolese guitar because i could hear it myself and unfortunately i can't play it then i'll find someone who uh, who plays it and uh, in my songs most of my songs are from uh, the latest album or uh, the one before that the guitar is played by Usain Kalonji, who's from Congolese descent and is based in Seattle. So that's kind of my way of finding a way to bring it to uh, to my roots, to uh, really what I, I want it to sound like, you know? Right. And so then in terms of finding specific people to work with, like, are you constantly listening to, to new artists, to new music? Or like, are you making connections with people who who know you and know what kind of stuff you do and then suggesting people to you? How do you kind of... I'm constantly listening to new music, and especially in Congo, there's a, there's a lot of new artists. And here in Montreal, with my collective, we are, we also have a label. I work with a lot of new artists from Congo, from Kinshasa and Lubumbashi, such as uh, DJ Pedersen. And uh, not so long ago, I put out an EP, uh, an EP of remixes of my song, No, 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 and in there we had a remix from uh, DJ Spilulu, who's uh, one of the pioneers of electronic music uh, in Congo, also based in Lubumbashi. So I'm, I always try to stay connected to what's going on there and, uh, you know, and make sure that my music speaks both to people from there and from here. So then are, in, in your listening, is that sort of seeping into then what you then create or are, do you feel like you can kind of keep those two things separate? Uh, definitely, I have to keep the things separate. Of course, we get inspired by everything that we listen to, 
but I try not to uh, um, like redo the same thing that I've heard before. Or I mean, I could I could always do something that I've heard before, and which is something that I like to do, and in order to pay homage to those that came before us, you know, sometimes. Like in, uh, I just mentioned, no, no, no. In no, 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 um, I, um, I sampled some lyrics from a, a singer uh, uh, from Congo, Chalamona, and uh, also Billy Abel. So th- these are the things that I do, uh, but not necessarily uh, copying others or you know, still making it my own. And kind of responding to what you're hearing rather than just duplicating it. It sounds like exactly. You worked with King Brit on the, the leadoff track. Uh, yes. How did that come about? I mean, just uh, as like a, a giant in the like electronic and, and R&B cir- circles. I'm, I'm curious how that came about. Yeah, that is all ten, Tendai magic, my magic. Tendai is, uh, my, I think, is uh, my most uh, faithful collaborator. We worked on the, the whole uh, Makanda album together. And when we started working on this uh, album, the and the Paradox of Love, uh, he had that song, and he sent to me because my um, my wish was really to have uh, something that will really connect my DJ world and my uh, you know my music um, as a singer. And uh, then I came up with that track. And when he started it, King Brit wasn't on it, and he was, and he just happened to be on tour and was in uh, in uh, Philadelphia at the time, and went to studio with King Brit, and King Brit added all. The magic uh, to that and it just happened like that me being a dj being also a fan of electronic music so having king beat on the album was just uh, a dream come true no doubt uh jose louis and the paradox of love i mean you've always been a personal songwriter but this is like a, a much more like emotionally personal record was that a risk for you at all did you feel kind of any trepidation about kind of laying yourself bare in this way i mean i wouldn't i mean it, it, i could say that it was some sort of a risk, but not totally. But also, you know, growing up and being the artist that I am today, being the man that I am today, at some point in life, you just have to face uh, the truth of life or also face yourself. And uh, I think this was kind of my way of facing myself and learning about myself and just becoming a better person, a better version of myself. So when you say learn about yourself, like, like within the writing process, you learned kind of more about yourself? Yeah, within the, the the writing process, and you know, re- also like going through uh, different experiences in life, and there is no other way than to express them in writing songs or in writing poems or writing uh, uh, novels. And sometimes when you write, you uh, you know, it's some it's some kind of uh, therapy that you uh, that you having uh, yourself so for me this album was kind of a therapy and and it just helped me to be true to myself and uh stay strong and i realized pretty fast that uh, there was only love around me and that's why uh the album was kind of was titled the paradox of love because you know there is this paradox with love where you don't really know which side sometimes where where to stand and uh some way somehow you you can always figure it out you know no doubt. Now, the album won the Polaris Prize. Has that had any impact in terms of, you know, people responding to it or checking it out that wouldn't have? Or are you, like, have you drawn a different audience as a result? 
Uh, I believe so. I mean, it opened really my audience in Canada. You know, I didn't have a bigger audience in Canada, and I've seen it touring during January and February. I think all over in Canada, we had more uh, uh, more than 150 or 200 uh, people in the room, and some a uh, few sold out shows, which was really really fun, and I'm really really appreciative of it. I know. This is not the last album, so we're going to keep making more albums, and hopefully people will still be there. It's not the last album. It's not the only album uh, with a, almost a decade worth of music. How do you decide kind of what goes into a set like at Folkfest? <laughs> well, some songs are not on the set yet, uh, anymore, you know, because I have so many songs now, but, uh, you know, uh, it's always about telling a story, and uh, the story that I'm telling with this uh, this new project and this new show is uh, it's basically a love story, and I want people to see that and to feel it also uh, in the body and uh, feel it in the energy and make them move as well. Well, speaking of stories, before I let you go, Pierre, I want to get you to pick a track off of Jose Louis. I guess maybe, honestly, if you want to pick a track that's not off Jose Louis and the Paradox of Love, whatever you want to pick. If you have a reason why you're picking it and an anecdote about it, we'd love to hear that. Any songs of mine or any any, any of yours? Yeah, I mean, if you want to pick someone else's song, that's an interesting choice too. But uh... <laughs> well, it's gonna be summer and it's gonna be really hard, so I'm gonna choose a song that is not mine, but it's kind of a song part of the family. It's a song by Naela, it's titled Calor, uh, which was part of uh, Moonshine mixtape SMS for Location Volume Five. And, uh, you know, it's a very beautiful song, and I think it will uh, keep uh, people uh, up and ready for uh, for my show this summer in Winnipeg. Getting people hyped. Uh, Pierre Quanders, thanks very much, and very much looking forward to seeing you at Winnipeg Folk Festival. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah.
I'm Michael Elves, and you've been listening to a special podcast spotlighting Pierre Quanders, who will be performing on Saturday, July 8th at 7 p.m. at Big Blue at night at the Winnipeg Folk Festival. To hear more featured artists, visit umfm.com 
And be sure to visit winnipegfolkfestival.ca to get tickets to this great event running July 6th through 9th at Birdsell Park.